You're listening to the Town AM 1530 FM 102.3 WCTR and streaming online at WCTR.com. It's time for the Workforce Show. Here's your host, Cynthia Gurn. Hi there, everybody. Thanks for joining us, taking some time out of your busy day to, uh, to be part of our workforce community. Today's program is on entrepreneurship and young entrepreneurship. We have a young, successful entrepreneur with us, a man named Matt Hargrove, who has a company called Total Home Performance. And we're going to have a conversation with him about, about his business, about the trials and tribulations of a business, uh, startup business, and especially one that's in his industry sector, which is energy, which has been touted for a long time as the one of the growth industries uh, sectors in Maryland. Thanks for joining us, Matt. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, before we get started, um, I want to tell you uh, folks out there a couple of things. We're going to organize this in three segments, and the first segment is going to be discussing how Matt got started and the challenges of being an entrepreneur. And for those of you who have listened to us in the past in our program, you might recall that we recently had Thad Bench, CEO of Benchworks, who gave us a wonderful history of his business, a successful marketing business started. And then we had Michael Thelke out of Easton, who gave us some real insights into what makes a successful entrepreneur. So this is the third in the series of uh, entrepreneurship and business uh, business growth and business development, which we all are supporting. But before we start, I have a personal note, a personal uh, I guess a personal wish I want to send out over the air to a very dear, dear friend named Bob, whose birthday is today. Happy, happy birthday. I hope you get to enjoy it with your family. Uh, Bob has been a strong supporter, friend of of the radio program. Great uh, a great insight, great input into into topics and content, and very grateful for all that he's g- given to to me. So, again, happy birthday, Bob, and many, many more. All right, so let's get started first with an introduction to who our guest is. Matt, can you tell us a little bit about your background before, life before being an entrepreneur? Sure. I uh, grew up in in a great town of St. Michael's, just uh, enjoying everything that goes along with living in a town like St. Michael's, mostly spending as much time as possible out on the water and enjoying the bay and hunting and fishing and um, along those lines. And then went to school in St. Michael's, and then upon graduating high school, I went to East Carolina University for five great years where I uh, studied geography and focused on coastal resource management. Um, Upon getting out of college, I looked for jobs that were related to my um, major or my studies at East Carolina. had a difficult time finding uh, job opportunities in the area, and when I did find one, I actually didn't get the job. So it kind of prompted me to look at other avenues in which way I was going to go with my life. So do I understand that being an entrepreneur and having your business wasn't a lifelong passion of yours? No, I never just woke up one morning and say, hey, I'm going to start an energy audit and weatherization business. It kind of just uh, fell in my lap, and we went with it. Oh, well, however it gets there. Because some people know from the moment they breathe that they want to have their own business, and they could never work well with other people. Uh, by the way, one of our very first guests on air was uh, Dr. Ruth Kelty, who works for NOAA, and she talked about career opportunities in marine and atmospheric science. And uh, I... I 
I sense that there are a lot of jobs out there, but you're telling us there are not. So their loss, our gain in, in the field. So how did you end up, how did you choose the business that you're in? And, and would you describe that business? Yeah, first I think it'd be helpful for me to give a general rundown of the business. Okay. And what we are is we are in the energy audit and weatherization business. And basically what that means is that we uh, help homeowners identify and fix the areas that are making them their homes inefficient, um, sources of comfort problems, maybe trouble heating or cooling particular parts of the house or feeling drafts. Uh, we also have a strong emphasis on making homes more healthy and durable, so addressing things like mold or moisture issues wherever they may be throughout the house. So basically it's all about making a home more energy efficient, comfortable, healthy, and durable. Um, the first step in doing that is always an energy audit and that's basically the process of identifying what are the things that are going to be most cost effective to the homeowner to uh, addressing those concerns. Okay so we know a little bit about what your business does. What did you have to bring to the table to start a business? What was the Besides, hey, I've got to get some business because I can't get a job. Mm -hmm. What were the other thoughts that went through your mind before you got into this one? What I quickly learned and what a lot of people either are learning or realizing is that it no longer really matters what your degree is. It's what you're certified to do. So um, our industry is largely um, related to certifications. You, I could have a degree in energy efficiency and it wouldn't matter to my industry. I have to be certified um through what's known as the Building Performance Institute. And I'm a BPI certified uh, building analyst and building envelope professional. So um, the first step was when I was speaking to my father who honestly came up with, you know, came across the idea and said, hey, it looks like a growing field, going green, energy, this and that. He said, um, it looks like an interesting business to get into. And it was something that I felt that I could be proud of because being kind of an environmental guy, I thought, hey, what a better way to help the environment and also be able to help the people in my community save money on their energy bills, help the environment at the same time by reducing energy consumption, and possibly even help them live healthier lives by addressing any health or safety issues within the home. So the first thing for me to do was to get out and get certified. So that was the very first thing I did. And when I once I was certified, had a general understanding of what this industry is about and what I needed to do. So wait a minute, you got certified before you actually started your business? Yep, first thing okay. I did. I mean, because, I mean, this is a business that I started that I wasn't previously in the industry. I mean, I was out of college and I was fishing all the time and just hanging out down at the beach. So I said, um, you know, so where a lot of people may have already been in an existing business and decided to branch out on their own and start a business similar to the one that they were previously working in, this was a field that was totally new to me. So I had to get the training that I needed to become the expert in the business that I was trying to start. Hmm. So that's where the training came in. So I went out, got certified came back and then that's when I dialed down once I had an understanding of what uh, is needed of this to have a business like this then I went along the steps of starting a business you know designing a logo getting insurance getting the licenses uh, you know those types of things you know I used to think that only one type of person with one type of personality could be a successful entrepreneur but I have since learned that different styles different people can be successful. They can be introverts. They can be extroverts. How would you describe what you bring to what what you are bringing, what you did bring, and what you will be bringing to the entrepreneur role as as a owner of a company? What is it that you 
What are your gifts that you bring? I just think I'm a decent guy to work for. I mean, I was voted class clown in in high school my senior year. I mean, it's <laughs> it's, it's qualification. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, you want to you want to build teams, and you're not going to build teams by being the bully and forcing people to do things you don't want to do. I mean. Granted, the type of work that we're in is very nasty work. I mean, we work every day, and the guys every day work in attics and crawl spaces. Um, you know, extremely hot in the summertime. There's snakes and wet and everything else. So it's just trying to instill the motivation that me as the owner, who I guess they're ultimately helping helping out, still appreciates the hard work that they do every day and is, wants to be right there beside them. And we're building this together. The better the company does, the better every person working within that company does. Are you a privately held company or publicly? Or, I mean, are you an LLC or a sole proprietorship? LLC. You're an LLC. Okay. What has been uh, the biggest challenge to you in starting this business? Um, uh, you know, I, I can't say finding good help because I've been really blessed with the employees that I have and been able to find people that take pride within their roles and responsibilities within the company. Um, I guess just the fact that um, the, the hardest thing was just learning the industry. Every day you had to learn something and every day within the industry of energy, there, there are so many opportunities out there and trying to figure out every day when I came to work which direction I was going to head, I constantly had people saying, hey, Matt, you got to look into getting into solar or green roofs or whatever it may be. And finally, I said, hey, we just need to focus on one thing and be good at it. And so we chose energy audits and weatherization. So I guess um, figuring out which way to go. Was but you said something that I think is very, uh, very worth repeating, and that is focus your energy. Uh, Thad Bench talked about one of the major obstacles to successful businesses not having enough resources, financial resources. But I also th agree with you that if you don't focus, if you try running after every latest opportunity, you also diffuse your energies as well. All right, we're going to take a break right now and hear from ADECO Government Solutions, which is our major sponsor for which we are so grateful. And then we'll be back to ask Matt some more questions about his business. ADECO government has served the federal sector for over 50 years with Human Capital Solutions. Today it supports over 80% of top federal agencies, making it a leader in federal contracting, providing temporary contract and direct placement of cleared and non-cleared personnel in IT, engineering, finance, administrative services, cybersecurity, and healthcare. For more information on how ADECO government can help you find your next position, or if you are a business interested in ADECO government's partnering program, visit adecogov.com. Welcome back, folks. We're with Matt Hargrove, uh, a young entrepreneur and founder of a company called Total Home Performance, which is uh, based out of Easton, and it does, among other things, uh, weatherization audits, uh, anything that costs you money and your health, uh, you in your home, Matt can kind of identify the problems and correct them. Matt, let's continue. I'm very interested in, in the, the trajectory, if you will, of a young business because you, this, was your, this is your first business. Right. Your father was the one that came up with the idea because it built on your background in, and interest in energy. You couldn't find a job, so this was a default. If, for, if, first of all, if a great job came along, would you walk away from your business, do you think? No, absolutely not. <laughs> because you've never had the opportunity and the experience of working in corporate America, which uh, 
I'll tell you, personally, it can be a great learning experience, especially if it can tell you what you don't want, maybe, sometimes. Mm -hmm. But um, but when you decided to go into business, and we were talking a little bit about what the challenges have been, let's continue on that. Uh, what Are you willing to share what the biggest mistake has been that you've made as a, as a startup? How long have you been in business, by the way? Uh, three and a half years. Three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And you've been out of school for how many years? Um... Four and a half, four, <laughs> four, four years. years. <laughs> right, so, so this may be one of many businesses uh, growing, but are you willing, are you able to share, or do you recall, or have you made any mistakes? I mean, I mean, sure I have. I mean, we've been very fortunate that I, I feel we've, we've come a long way in three and a half years, and we've done more things right than we have wrong, and I'm not going to sit here and say I haven't messed some things up, because oftentimes the only way to learn the right way to do something is mess it up. But, um, you know... Uh, I really, <laughs> it's hard really to say. Struggling, really yeah. struggling to say the biggest mistake. I mean, the the biggest mistake. It's hard to say. I mean, I guess. Um, well, let me ask you a different way, uh, yeah. or, or it's actually a different question. The challenge of of starting a business and then being a you know an individual entrepreneur, and then you went to the second stage where you started to hire people and bring people in. Was that difficult for you? From you know to to start bringing people and managing people and hiring them it was hard i mean currently we have uh, uh roughly 24 employees and have five trucks i mean right out the gate i had uh, close friends of mine that said hey matt as soon as you get busy enough we'd love to come work for you and uh, so i had a good pipeline of good friends of mine that had various skills that would be useful in in this business so as soon as i was able to keep i know one truck busy I had those guys. Now it became more difficult to go to two trucks and then two trucks to three trucks and finding those people and getting them in and getting them trained because again, it's not a very glamorous job, but um, certainly been very, very fortunate with the guys that I have. So it is hard finding people that uh, aren't just showing up for a paycheck mm -hmm. and that uh, see that if they are committed to this business that they can grow with it mm -hmm. and that uh, their commitment to their roles and responsibilities determines their slice of the pie essentially. Mm -hmm. Speaking of growing with it, uh, so you, you you got you moved from one truck to two trucks. How many trucks do you have now? Uh, five five trucks. Five trucks. Wow. So as you move along, they you know the experts say that there's also an attitude change that has to occur within the founder of the company where he lets go, uh, where he's not the individual contributor anymore. He has all these other people around, and he has to start envisioning himself as a as a real company, a larger company. Was, was, did you remember that phase? Yeah, I, I try to not to snap into reality because it will freak me out. So, I, <laughs> But, <laughs> okay. I, but uh, no, I have great administrative help. And, again, the guys are kind of at their own self-paced. But, uh, yeah, certainly you kind of go from um, trying to sell work and manage jobs to managing people and, and just making sure that people are happy and that, uh, you know, if there's – two disgruntled guys that are working together in a truck then you need to get them apart and just the day-to-day -day things that go on and every day there's hundreds of decisions that need to be made and if you you can't let the little ones eat you up you just got to keep moving forward with the end goal in sight that you're there to do a good job and keep things going well as you look forward you're in uh, an industry that's been um, under under a lot of attention getting a lot of attention a lot of federal dollars went into job training and green careers, uh, green jobs. Have you been the beneficiary of 
state, local, federal dollars in your business? We have. Um, we are. We do a considerable amount of work for state and utility um, low-income weatherization programs where we actually, people that meet certain income requirements, we can come out and offer our services uh, for free. Um, it, along with that, um, you know, we all kind of know about the stimulus package and stimulus dollars. We did see some of that, and it was in the form of ERA dollars, American Recovery and Reinvestment Act, which was geared towards um, not only weatherizing houses, but training a large considerable amount of people to perform those weatherization services. Um, we have utilized some of that training. Um, it's one of those things that as soon as it got ramped up, it's time to ramp it down. So as soon as they kind of got there, <laughs> got to get the act together, it, it, it's gone. But, mm -hmm. um, but no, I mean, we, we do utilize those, those types of programs, but we really try to build our business as if they don't exist because unfortunately, like a lot of things, they can be gone overnight. Um, so do you see... Uh, and that's a, a really excellent point because if you've done any work in government contracting, for example, some government contractors have special certifications, 8A or mm -hmm. service own business. And when those certifications end, a lot of these companies go out of business because they aren't able to sustain beyond. Right. The, I mean, it's a constant game of trying to predict the future and, um, you know, uh, seeing what's coming down the pipeline. So how we, do you we do, do that. Uh, Lots of many conversations with as many people as I could have, just finding out kind of what's going on from the state level and the federal level, you know, um, without getting too deep into it. You know, I, I still am just the contractor, you know, I'm not uh, <laughs> a right. representative of the state or anything like that. But I got employees that I care about and I want to keep busy. And if there's decisions being made at the state level, I want to know about them so that I can try to pre prepare myself to keep those trucks on the road and keep my guys employed. That's also, you, you brought up yet another important point, and that's staying in, t in touch with whatever the decision makers are and the people who have the money mm -hmm. <laughs> for your industry. Right. Do you see, you're in weatherization, you have this scope of work that you do now. In going, say, five, ten years forward, have you thought about what some of the emerging areas are going to be that may come out of this core business right yeah i mean right now it's it's green this and green that and energy efficiency and you know green is a term that's widely misused by lots of energies uh or uh, industries but uh aside from that um health is is the next thing you know not just making homes more energy efficient but making them healthier is a big thing and like i said we try to have an emphasis on that um, but it's more than what we're doing right now and uh, again, we're still focusing on what we're good at and what we're trying to accomplish, which is the energy side of things. Um, but I do see it coming down the pipeline that uh, there'll be a wave of health and, you know, many different things can be attributed to poor indoor living environments like respiratory illness in children, um, lead poisoning, whatever it may be. Hmm. Just like we've been tracking this attention that's been, giving, been given to and growing on obesity Mm -hmm. and diet and healthy foods mm -hmm. there could be the same sort of energy uh, around uh, weatherization and energy right and i think it's kind of going to be a term that's known as weatherization plus health and that is something that i know that the state and the government is working on um to to try to incorporate the two within one umbrella now, part of what when you and i were chatting earlier uh off air we were talking about water and I told you, uh, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm an environmentalist to the extent that, A, I pick up garbage when I see it on the street, and now I'm a water tester in okay. Chester River. Um, I'm learning a little bit more about water, but one of the things I'm learning about water is how, how important it is. Now, you, 
you in you do work around water and what is that work and you said you'll want in housing audits and oh on the extent of our 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 knowledge with water is just how to save it and conserve it in order to save energy it's basically hot water okay hot water represents about 15 percent of your monthly energy bills mm-hmm. so um simple things that a homeowner can do are like putting faucet aerators on or low flow shower heads or simply turning down your water heater down five degrees maybe your water heater is set higher than you ever use it when you take a shower that's just water that 24 Mm -hmm. hours a day you're keeping warmer than you need it Um, and just insulating your water heater um, can save you 15 percent on those on that cost and conserving water conserving water certainly low flow shower heads not only help you conserve water but um, it helps lower those water heating costs as well. Yeah, I think the conservation. I, uh, the uh, I was at a program where the educational class was talking about actually how much water we use in a day, mm-hmm. and how fragile some of our water systems. Oh, it's mind-boggling. Are. I it's mean, it's mind-boggling. It, imagine a you know a pile of the water bottles that you consume in a in a year or a month even, and what does that pile look like? Okay. All right, we're going to take one more break. Uh, to hear a little infomercial for my company, Career Central Online. And then we'll be back for a final segment with our guest, Matt Hargrove of Total Home Performance. Career Central Online is a regional recruiting and training company working with local, regional, and national employers to recruit, develop, and retain the critical talent needed in today's economy. Its services include special recruiting programs to staff hard-to-fill positions, contract and retained recruiting services, customized virtual job fairs, and a portfolio of career management tools and products to enhance employer retention and performance. For more information, visit CareerCentralOnline.com. Hi there. We are back uh, with Matt Hargrove, uh, president and founder of Total Home Performance. He's a young, successful entrepreneur. We've been talking about uh, where he gets his energy, his drive, his vision, and the challenges of having a business. And uh, this is his first career out of school, and he's doing really well. So it takes a certain type of person. For our our final um, section, I want to talk about workforce issues. You've touched on them throughout our conversation about hiring good people, having these friends that have come in to who are interested in working with you. We also talked about the jobs that you have. A lot of watermen who have been impacted by loss of jobs are looking at alternatives mm-hmm. to the the careers they've had. Can you describe? what your jobs are and what people do um the jobs within my company yeah okay yeah i mean we have um in terms of production jobs these are weatherization technicians and they literally uh, weatherize every house they perform what's known as air sealing which is sealing air leaks throughout the home all types of insulation blown bat and spray foam insulation we do moisture control in crawl spaces so they're in crawl spaces installing sump pumps and french drains and vapor barriers and fixing duct work um, things of this nature but i know you touched on watermen and certainly i have had a a couple of guys that were previously self-employed watermen that kind of either something happened to their boat and they said hey i'm kind of in a time of my life i don't know if i want to reinvest my money back into my boat and i'm kind of the water's getting tougher and tougher every year i'm looking for something else that i can do and, and watermen in particular are great employees because they're self-driven they have all the skills that are necessary i mean just keeping their boat on the water they've been plumbers carpenters electricians they're weathermen so they kind of 
they're great, certainly. Mm -hmm. uh, we work very closely with military veteran and transition organizations as well. Uh, have, can you see some of the enlisted? In Maryland, there are a large percentage of enlisted people who've gone out of the service or looking for jobs. Could you envision hiring, or have you hired any military veterans? I haven't been approached by any, um, uh -huh. but uh, certainly. I mean, if anyone was mm -hmm. to come to me, I mean, we're currently looking for people right now. So. You are. Okay. We'll, we'll connect you with the right people. But we also talked about such an emphasis today on getting a college degree, getting a college degree. Mm -hmm. Do your jobs need a college degree? No, absolutely not. I mean, like I said, I haven't used my college degree once, although at this point, I guess if I was a business major, I probably <laughs> could have used one of those courses. But um, but no, absolutely not. I mean, um, again, there are coming in the door and looking at, to be hired by a company like mine or, or my company, having certifications do help because every person must be trained and certified to do the work that we do under our state contracts. So what then, if a degree isn't a mandatory, and you talked about the experience that was transferable from you using the example of the waterman, what other knowledge and skills or even behaviors are you looking for? Uh, because we, we're very interested, obviously, in science and technology, and so many things are going tech. Yeah. Positive attitude. I'm a guy that thrives on enthusiasm. Trust me. I mean, like I said, the working conditions are tough. So if you have the ability to keep your head up and kind of, I mean, the guys cut up and they, they have to keep light of the crappy situation that mm -hmm. they may be in, but they have a good time while they're doing it. But certainly carpentry skills are very useful. Plumbing skills, HVAC, electrical, all the trades can apply to a business like mine where we come across issues pertaining to all of those trades every single day. Um, so no matter what industry they may have previously been working in, it can apply to the energy or weatherization field. And the science and technology or math and reading, how do you... The, um, certainly what we actually do is known as building science. We diagnose homes, um, you know, energy bills so th there is a certain science to it understanding how all the components in your house work together to function as a system so it is a science think logically or you heard him say that they're hiring so i'm going to give mike matt a chance very quickly to say how to, how they can apply for your jobs uh just feel free to call or contact total home performance at 410-822-1390 or at totalhomeperformance.com repeat the number again 410-822-1390. Hey, Matt, it's been great having you here. Well, thanks you've, for having uh, me. You've inspired us. You've energized us uh, <laughs> so far. We, we look forward to uh, having you back on, on our air as part of this program or for other training programs we're going to be doing. Uh, folks, before we close today, I just want to say a couple things. One, uh, if you'd like to be on our mailing list and receive notification of other programs, uh, email info at careercentralonline.com and put in the subject heading the workforce show also because uh, we have a, an email list that we're building next week we're program is going to be on jobs vocational jobs that don't require degrees but require brightness and knowledge and hard work and before we sign off I just want to remind everybody if you see abuse child abuse animal abuse or environmental abuse report it we don't need it we don't want it and uh, don't be afraid to report it Thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Matt, again. You're welcome. For Thanks for having here. me. And uh, best of luck to you and your, your business. And uh, we'll see you all next or We'll see you. We'll hear you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great week. If you don't work, you can't eat. If you don't work, you can't eat.